Blog Talk Radio. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real. Only gon' recognize, still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the KIRP Radio Show. I'm your host, Pudgy. I know the time it is, man. Every Sunday, 8 p.m., this is where we do it and this is how we do it. Everybody out there tuning in the show, you are B.I.D. in my book, and I appreciate you guys coming through. I have an eventful, or we have, I got to say week, because my staff, they did some hard work this week. Shout out to Rouse and shout out to Nikki. Shout out to Tyler and all my folks out there. They did some, uh, some work. These last couple of weeks, setting up this calendar for the next half of the year, and uh, we're gonna have some really tough shows going on, and some really, some really good guests that's gonna come on the show, folks. It's, it's gonna be entertaining for you all, and it's gonna probably be enlightening for all of us. So, 
you know, this is part of the show, man. This is what we do, and this is what I love to do. You guys know what the show is about, and I appreciate everybody coming through and in to the show. Before we get started, I got to let you guys know that <laughs> we're not using the sensor button tonight, <laughs> okay? Um, the guests that are coming to the show tonight, I'm out, and I'm sure you guys have seen them on Fox, CNN, I don't know. You've seen them, over. You've seen them on the Internet. Uh, are you definitely um, defending Tracy Morgan about the, the what's called the homophobic comments that uh, Tracy Morgan made on, uh, what was it, Jay Leno, David Letterman, one of those, you know, one of those guys. But um, John Martin's guy that we're going to have on the show tonight. John Martin, folks, if you don't know who he is, you will know after tonight. He holds no punches. He's going to say stuff that's going to make you go, what? It's going to make your head swim. It's going to make you go crazy. This man is the point. He's a freedom of speech advocate as well as myself. Okay? Let's be, let's be real about that. Um, He's a freedom of speech advocate. advocate sorry. And uh, this guy is, is, is very extraordinary guy, and he's an author. So he's going to talk about the book. We're going to talk about the book tonight, and we're going to talk about some issues and bills that came through, a couple of new things that are going on here in the United States, the legislation. You know, we got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, John's from Washington State, if I'm not mistaken. Um, pardon me if I'm wrong, but John will definitely be on the show. And, uh, you know, we're going to get it popping. You know, KRP Radio Show. That's what we do. We keep real with P. That's me. So I appreciate you guys tuning in to the show. And, uh, you know, thanks for tuning in to the previous shows and showing us a lot of love out there. Uh, I also want to give a shout-out to my fans over there at SoundQ.com. If you guys got any American Idol type dreams, or you know somebody who can sing, everybody thinks they can sing. I sing a shower. That's about it. I sing a shower, and I love it. And that sounds real good. But I don't want anybody else to hear me, so I don't desire to go on SoundQ.com. But I give some love to my folks out there at SoundQ.com. They do some wonderful things for for the youth or or for those who feel like they can sing or they can rap or they country music or. Whatever you want to do, so log on to SoundCloud.com, giving a shout-out and showing love to my affiliates over there. Also want to give a special shout-out to my man, Representative North Kakalaki. What district is Glenn? What district? What district 49, Glenn Bradley. Glenn Bradley was out there like a gladiator with the Facebook this week. He's fighting people left and right, shoom, swinging people hands off, shoom. They can't mess with Glenn Bradley, man. He's definitely holding it down over there. And I've been following this guy because... That's what I do. I like to follow our elected officials and see what they talk. And, you know, they they, they show a lot of heart and courage when they come on Facebook among the constituents and, uh, and among the general public. And they post bills on there and they talk about things that they support and they talk about things that they don't support. And, and it gets very fun watching these guys go at it and, you know, reading some of the comments they make. And you can see their heart into it. So, Glenn Bradley, man, I'm telling you, brother. Hold on. I see what you're doing. You're, you're fighting over there. A lot of people are coming on. A lot of citizens are coming on, and they're backing you. They're supporting you. And, and I'm following you, too, brother. We're going to keep you on the show so you can talk about some of these things that you're doing out here, too. But shout-out to Representative Glenn Bradley, District 49 NC, baby. That's how we do it. Glenn Bradley was a freedom of speech. Maybe not to the extent of John Martin, because John Martin's going to really uh, offend some of you all, but Glenn Bradley was a freedom speech guy when he was running for office and before he got elected. So, you know, got to follow these guys and find out what's going on, man. We got a lot of tricky things going on. Have you guys even noticed there are an enormous 
increase of highway patrolmen on the interstate. Have you guys noticed that? Have you guys noticed the activity of the highway patrol over the last month, i say so? If you don't know, this is to reflect our budget, folks. The highway patrol had a butt cut as well as everybody else in North Carolina. Everybody else in North Carolina. Highway patrol took a budget cut too. So you know what? All those warning tickets you guys got for the for for the speeding just wasn't going that fast, or the seatbelt, or the tag light, you're gonna wear those tickets. Those are tickets that you will get from now on. Will guarantee it. They gotta make up the money somehow. And right for the so they're just doing their job. So I knock them. Even though I don't agree with the seatbelts, probably because I had a few in my own life. I think I had about five or six seatbelt tickets. And I don't leave that alone. I can't remember if I if I um one of them off. Let me think. I think I did it. Anyway, but uh, if you guys haven't noticed, there's been, there's been an increase, a major increase of police and highway patrol and, and you know, the the, the legal uh, police activity, if you will, on the interstates and on the highways. I've seen more roadblocks probably last month than I've seen at all uh, in the last six months, most likely. I, and I've seen more highway patrolmen and troopers and ships on the interstates, on the exits of the United States than I've seen definitely in the past six months um, versus the last two months. So we got to take it myself. I was on to see my mom's Wilson NC. Hi, mommy. I love you. Hey, mommy. Pops. Step pops. Show my step pops some love. Happy Father's Day to you. And, um, you know, I was on my way to see my mom. And, you know, I was going slightly above the speed limit, somewhere around 89, 90, just a little bit. Above the speed limit, and uh, guy pulled me over, so I, I pulled over. You know, I was coming way back. And he gave me, I knew I was got. I just went ahead and pulled over. I, I hadn't had a speeding ticket since ninety-eight, ninety-nine, and now I've got three in the last six months. <laughs> but um, it's not funny. But the guy when he pulled me over, it was a young guy. He looked like couldn't have been no more than twenty-four, twenty-five, somewhere around there. Uh, the, the man got out of the car. Uh, he, he was very polite. He came to my passenger side door, and uh, he said, "Hey, man, where are you going?" <laughs> and he caught me off guard because you know normal state troopers are more politically correct, and if anything, so he was like, "Hey, man, what's up? How, where are you going?" And uh, I looked at him for a minute, and then I was like, "Oh, okay, kids, so I can get with that." I said, um, "I'm headed to see my mom and my pops. You know, got I'm trying to hit the road. I didn't know how I was going though." He said, oh, that was, he asked me, what, what, that's what my next question was. He said, I was going to ask you, did you, how fast you were going? I'm like, no, not really. I was just, you know, my mom's focused on getting the Wilson fair. But um, anyway, he wrote me the ticket, and, you know, he, he reduced it a little bit. He said, well, I haven't seen it. He said, I had a nice driving racket, which I, oh, I did. And uh, he said, I could get it reduced. But anyway, long story short, I go to Hillsboro, and I get to a courtroom. Or, or courthouse or whatever you want to call it, and it's like at least four hundred people, four hundred people in and outside of the building. The majority there, I, I'll say seventy seventy percent of the folks there were, and this is only traffic court. I might add, I'll say seventy percent of the people that were there were there only because of speeding tickets. Speeding tickets alone. And 
going, man? What in the world is going on? And then it dawned on me, you know, I, all day I'm on a radio show and I talk about the legislature and I talk about, I talk about our budgets and, you know, we talk about all these things politically and socially. And I even connected to it. And then when I really sat down and thought about it, I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be a numb now. I guess we better get used to it. And I mean, they were giving out numbers like you were going to get a Social Security card. One, two, three, six, twenty, come up, get your ticket, you know. And we were in and out of there. I was out of there at noon. The back of the line because normally I'm late. Most of that know me know that I'm I'm late most of the time. I'm not all the time. I'm doing better though. But anyway, um, you know, some 300 people and you know I asked one of the guys. I said, well, how common is this to have this many people in traffic court? He said, well, it's not common at all for a place like Hillsborough. We're starting to see more and more. So I say that to say this, folks. If you thought that the budget cuts and and the budget alone did not affect you, you are sadly, sadly, sadly mistaken. These budget folks are a reflection of us all, whether you like it or not. It's something that we're all going to have to deal with. It's something that we're all going to see in one way, one shape, form, or another. It's something that we're all going to be facing. Uh, you're going to have less money in your pocket. And you know what? When I think about less money, I'm always thinking about how to save some. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, uh, just a few minutes. We're gonna we got to do a commercial real, real quick at the eight eight fifteen break. Eight fifteen right now p.m. I forgot to give the dates. Six twenty six two thousand seven. You know, one of my callers or one of my listeners sent me an email and said, you know, you never give out date, and when we go online to listen to the show, and we can't get on the AM radio stations that you that you get the broadcasting from, and and shout out to Los Angeles. Watch DC, soon to be Florida, Orlando, Florida, coming, baby. Um, Greensboro, Burlington, North Carolina, WMHG, anywhere from 500 to 1500 AM. It's a thousand watt station. You might not get the broadcast. I'm sorry. There it is. I got to go to a commercial, and when I come back, I'm going to go out segment called Stretching Your Dollars with Charlotte. Charlotte's going to come on. She's going to give you guys some information on how to save money and how to stretch your dollar. She's the professional at it. She's the best at it, and you can catch her on the website, but I'm going to let her tell you all that. We'll get we'll get right back at you in just a second. And after this. Messing up in this winter Is the snow just getting on your last daggone nerves Are you cold and you gotta put on a snuggie in the house? That's not comfortable No, it's not comfortable Are you a grown man wearing your wife's footies? Are they pink? You scared to go check your mailbox with your wife's footies on And as cold as it is inside As it is outside? Well, I'll tell you what you do If you're looking for a friend Contact Riley Heating and Cooling if your ductwork needs a facelift, Riley Heating and Cooling will facelift your ductwork. Are you getting the most for your dollar? If you're not, 
Riley Heating and Cooling will make sure you get the most for your dollar. Ask about their five-point inspection service. They have trained professionals that offers 25 years of experience. To contact Riley Heating and Cooling, call 336-263-5111. Again, that's 336-263-5111. And you'll find a friend at Riley Heating and Cooling. Alright folks, we are back. KRP Radio Show. Just a second, we're gonna get on the line. This is just stretching your dollar moment. We're gonna be stretching our dollar with Charlotte and we have Charlotte on the line right about now. Charlotte, are you there? Hey, I'm here. I'm here. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm very good. I couldn't hear you for a minute there. I guess we had some feedback. So, Charlotte, tell us what you have for us today, how we can save some money and stretch our dollar. Well, I'm going to um, hit on top two, well, five top points that um, can help any American save money. So um, we'll go over that in just a few minutes. Okay, yeah, that, Charlotte, can you hear me? That that sounds great. Um, The floor is yours. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. Okay, everybody. Um, well, my name is Charlotte, and as he said, um, I am the author and writer of StretchingYourBudget.com. Um, I've been blogging for about two years now, and um, I actually just love saving money and sharing with everybody how they can save money. Um, I really think from an early age I've always liked to save um, I can remember um, as a kid using coupons with my parents, and um, it's kind of snowballed from that into what I have now. So basically, um, our website um, talks about how to uh, save money, coupon, live frugally, cut back. Um, and so basically my passion for couponing and saving money has um, kind of placed itself into this website. So. Um, Right now, we are running on stretchingyourbudget.com, and we uh, cover all kinds of topics every day. Uh, but my love for couponing and saving money uh, basically came out of necessity. <laughs> like many people these days, uh, living on a budget is basically a priority. Um, and each week on this show, we'll be talking about key subjects and uh, learning how to live more frugally. Since this is my first time on the show, or even the radio, I wanted to give you a little bit of information about me and my family. Uh, so basically, I am married, and I married my high school sweetheart. We've been together for six years now, married six years, and I have two beautiful children. I know every parent probably says that, but I really do think my kids are beautiful. Um, but my son, he is two. And let me tell you, he is all boy. <laughs> he uh, is into everything, climbs on everything, and does basically anything you ask him not to. <laughs> so I'm sure that sounds like most kids. And my daughter is four, and she's all girl. She um, loves to play dress up and wear makeup, and basically she's just a diva. <laughs> so, um, but I just 
I have to say that my my husband really is the backbone of my couponing and my website. He uh, is probably my biggest fan. <laughs> Even when I feel like nobody reads the website or sometimes I wonder why I do it, he puts things in perspective for me. So, um, you know, that's probably the only way that I'm able to do the website and to share with others how much I love to save money. Um, and funny thing is, is most women, when I teach coupon classes, they tell me that they don't even take their husband to the grocery store because they always grab everything off of the shelf that they're not supposed to. But I can send my husband to the store with a handful of coupons, and he totally can uh, take charge. And he comes home, and, you know, I don't really complain. Not most of the time, anyways. <laughs> but... um when I'm not couponing or blogging or sharing how to save money or being a parent, um, I work at the Department of Veterans Affairs, and I love being able to serve veterans. The fact that I can go to work every day and I know that I can serve back and give back to those that have um, fought for our freedom is basically what keeps me going every day. So I really enjoy being able to you know, give back in just a little way. So. That's basically a little bit about me, and I'm sure you're <laughs> tired of listening to that. So I'm going to cover um, my top five tips on how to save money. Um, in this economy, there's not many people that I know that don't have to save money. So, um, you know, for me, like I said, saving money and learning how to coupon came out of necessity. And for many people these days, that's basically what it's about. Um, and that's why I'm passionate about teaching others how to, um, you know, live on a little bit less so that they can have more. Um, but the, the tips that I'm going to share, I think, is something that will be useful for everybody listening in. So, um, my number one probably tip would be to use cash. I know that that probably sounds old school because most people don't use cash anymore, but um, I find uh, that it's the easiest way to stick to a budget. Um, cash actually hurts when you hand it over because you become emotionally attached to it. And um, research actually shows that, that people who use cash are less likely to spend as much. So um, we recently took a, a financial class um, at our church, um, and it was from financial advisor and author Dave Ramsey. I'm not sure if many of you have ever heard of him, but he's awesome. And he discussed this topic. Basically, he um, talked about the fact that there had been a study on people that use cash, and the findings were that it showed that their, um, when they had to hand cash over, it actually showed a change in their brainwaves because their emotion began to take over. So... Um, you know, when we people swipe a credit card, they just swipe it, don't think about it. And their actions and the results, they don't have to think about. So they're less attached to the fact that they're swiping that card. Therefore, there's, you know, less impact. So I find that um, when we use cash, we, you know, stick to the budget and we know what's coming in and out. And, and for me, it really does hurt. <laughs> I hate handing over cash every time at the store, so it makes me think twice before I buy something. Um, I would say the best um, way to do that is to get envelopes um, and and set an envelope for each thing that you need. So um, one would be for eating out, one would be for gas, 
One will be for groceries, etc. With that, you can make it as detailed that you want, or you can make it um, pretty general. But just know what you're allocating your money to. Um, the next tip that I would have for um, everybody is to get a budget. Number one and two kind of tie in together. Um, but without a budget, it's really hard to save money and uh, be able to to have extra money for more things in life. So um, when you get a budget, most of you might already have one. I know this seems very general, but when you do all the tips together, it really makes a huge impact. So if you don't have a budget already, I would say that you definitely need to get one in place. Um, but if you do have a budget, then great. You might just need to modify it, or you might not be using the budget that you have effectively. So the key point um, with having a budget is to write down everything that you spend and know exactly what's coming in and out. Um, even for us, I can say that when you have a budget, it's, it's hard to write things out, but it's even harder to stick to it. <laughs> so, you know, make a plan and stick to it. Um, and it does take a few months to get adjusted to your budget, and you might have to change some numbers here and there each month to get it just right. But um, knowing how much you spend uh, can really be eye-opening. When we first sat down to do our budget, I have to say that um, I couldn't believe how much we spent on, you know, eating out and shopping at Walmart. You know, you walk into Walmart and you spend like $100 and come out with two bags. So, um, you know, it really can be eye-opening. So I would encourage you to sit down and allocate every single penny you spend and know exactly where it's going. Um, and that will help you with saving money, and in the end, you'll be able to have more to spend on things you really want. I would say um, number tip, tip number three would be to cut out things that aren't important to you. So many times, um, and I can say this for myself, that, um, you know, we tend to go eat out or stop by fast food, and we might not know, you know, what we're going to do to pay the next bill that we have coming up. And this is true for many Americans. Uh, you know, marketing and um, commercials, all kinds of things point us to fast food, convenience, things that cost money. And even though they might seem that they're pretty inexpensive at the time that you're spending it, they all add up, and that's what gets us in trouble. So try to find the way um, that you can cut out things that, that don't really matter or that aren't that important to you. So, you know, my first one thought was eating out because we do eat out a lot more than we should. And, um, you know, by saving that money, you can have, um, you could buy a bigger purchase on the road, pay off debt. There's so many things that you can do with that extra money that adds up in the end. Some other ways to cut back are cable. You know, we have DirecTV, Dish Network, cable. We have to have the biggest, the best plan. It's got the movie channels and the um, sport channels, all that kind of stuff. But do we need it? The key thing here is do you need what you have? Are you spending the money on the things that are important? or are you spending the money on the things that don't matter? Um, I always say you can't take these things to heaven, so 
leave them here. You don't need to get all of these material things. Another thing that you could cut back is your home phone. Um, I'm sure a lot of you have already cut these out, but do we really use home phones? Um, you know, everything is wireless. You've got your cell phone. Your Internet doesn't have to be plugged into a cable line anymore, telephone line, excuse me. So, you know, cut that home phone out if you're not really using it. The last thing I could say just off the top of my head would be a gym membership. You got the gym membership in January, trying to save money, and now you don't use it anymore. So cut that out. Number four and five, number four I would say research before you buy. Not only will you be more informed in what you're buying, but you'll also end up saving money by seeing who has the best price. Um, our, re- our website, stretchingyourbudget.com, has tons of resources. We don't only go over couponing. We have restaurant savings, frugal tips, tons of research and resources on that website. So check it out. And my last and final thing is to start couponing. Um, couponing is not the, the couponing that was back when our moms and grandmas were couponing. It's totally changed. And, um, I mean, I can go to the grocery store and see so many people couponing, men, women, elderly people. It's not just a thing of the past. It's really come into something that's current. Um, so I would say start couponing. If you if you've never couponed before, feel free to contact us, stretchingyourbudget at gmail.com. Or you can, again, check out our website. We have um, tips for beginners and tons of resources and links for printing coupons. Um, And I would encourage you to start buying a newspaper every Sunday. Um, This has The newspaper um, on Sundays has tons of coupons, and that's where I get the majority of the coupons that I use. Um, The reason that I say start couponing is, not just because I'm saying it, but grocery budget is one of the only monthly bills that you can adjust. Um, And with couponing, you can cut your bills hopefully in half. We teach classes, um, you know, all throughout the month here. And by couponing, we have tons of people come back and say that, you know, after the class and, and following all the steps that we have cut our bill in half. One of my good friends, she was um, she's probably listening in and laughing, but she was like my biggest uh, critic and was like, I'm anti-couponing, I will never do it, I'm busy, you know, I don't have time for that. And these are all valid points, but after she started couponing, um, she has a family of six, and before uh, they couponed, they spent... Um, you know, six to nine hundred dollars a month, and now they spend no more than two hundred dollars um, every two weeks. So that's four hundred dollars a month. So just by using a piece of paper that you clip out of the paper or print online, they've cut their bill in half. So I definitely encourage you to think about that and take time um, to do a little research on couponing because it has changed our lives and I know so many other um, people's lives. Um, uh, it, uh, yes. I'm going to use these tips that you just gave me. Okay. Now, if it doesn't go right, we're coming to live with you. You're coming to live with me? 
<laughs> I hope got room. <laughs> I got a big family. <laughs> I absolutely well, I love a, it. I have a stockpile that's full. Uh oh, see? Yeah, I know where we go to Sunday in the next week, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Gotta tell the kids we're gonna load it up when we head to Charlotte's house. That's right. Yeah, I think I have enough food to feed uh, our family for a year if we ever have a natural disaster. <laughs> so let me ask you something. When it comes to coupons, what, like, what do you think is the best place to get coupons from? Because, I mean, I definitely, excuse me, I definitely use it for lunch here and there. But, you know, like you said, at, at times I don't have time to, to search them out. Or get, is there, like, one centralized place or is something we put in the Google that would, that would help us get to some of the coupons that you're talking about? Well, the best way um, that anybody can get coupons is from the Sunday paper. Um, so whatever your local Sunday paper is, grab one of those every Sunday. Um, the next best way to get coupons is you can check on our website or Google, um, and we have an All About Coupons tab. If nice. you click on that, we have um, a whole list of places where you can print coupons. And this is for your groceries and all that kind of stuff. So those would be the two best ways to get coupons. One more time, give them, give them the, uh, the website address. So we don't want to use Google. We want to use your website, Stretching Your Dollar. Give them the website, if you will, Charlotte. It's stretchingyourbudget.com. There it is, folks, stretchingbudget.com. That's Charlotte. Charlotte, you got any comments or anything else you want to say before we let you go? I think that's it. I had a fun time. As always, folks, you have it from expert herself, Charlotte, stretchingyourbudget.com. Is that correct? That's correct. Stretchingyourbudget.com. As you heard it from Charlotte, folks, the LP radio show, we give it to you live. Give it to you straight. We hold no punches, man. This is exactly what you are on the show for, to get information, to be informed about the things that are important in our lives. We go to commercial, and we'll be right back with the president of Frederick Dutch Foundation, Kevin. Mr. Kevin Daniels is in the building, folks. Kevin Daniels is in the building, and he's going to comment about some of the things going on here in the current segment of the show. KIRP radio show, baby. We are now 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you. If you want more information about KIRP radio show, hit us up online. You can visit the website at www.kirpradioshow.com. Again, that's www.kirpradioshow.com. If you're logging online and you're on some social sites, Make sure you hit us up and like our page on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. Add yourself to the page. You can leave a comment. You can talk about the topics, and we'll try our best to get them all and read them off on the show. And if you're also on Twitter, send us a tweet. 
at symbol K-I-R-P radio show and you can hit up the host and that's me that's Pudgy at symbol N-C Pudgy like I said we are now over 100,000 listeners strong and it's all because of you baby we started out November 28th 2010 and now we're taking it through 2011 and beyond we are the K-I-R-P radio show and if you don't know what that stands for that's keeping it real with Pudgy baby if you want more information about emailing or you want information about advertising or you want to know where we're going to be here and there, hit us up, Radio at gmail.com or WMMG500 at gmail.com and someone will get back to you as soon as possible. Like I said, it's all because of you, baby. 100,000 listeners strong and we're going on from here. I appreciate you and one love. And Jesus Christ is looking for warriors that are willing to fight. We need to leverage our political power and our political interests in both parties. We have the opportunity to talk about how our values work because when they're put in place, when we govern according to those values, they work. If anybody is going to take on Mr. Barack Obama, it's going to be black conservatives. When you push in abortion upon a population, you ask yourself, who's pushing it? Democrats cannot win without the black vote. The Jesse Jackson era is over. Conservatism is neither white nor black. It's what's right. It's what's good. Our community is everyone. This is a kingdom of God movement. When I was in inner city, pastoring, what I saw was the Democratic Party making inner city at that time a social wasteland. Maybe it's you who needs to decide that you want something different and stop waiting for a politician to hand that to you. We are serious about the mission that we have for the Frederick Douglass Foundation, and we stand on three basic pillars, and we don't apologize for it, but we are devoted Christians, first and foremost. We are proud black Americans and active Republicans. There are two issues that are facing our nation today that we don't uh, allow anybody, if they want to get our support, you are pro-life and you believe marriage is composed of one man and one woman at one time. We may not be the organization for you, and that's okay. We're not changing who we are. I don't have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, 
old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336 336- Two one four six four two seven. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. Three three six six seven five four eight nine seven. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. KIRP Radio Show. I'm your host, Puck, and we are back this evening. It is 8, I'm sorry, 626, man. I'm trying to rush the month, man. June 26, 2011, 8.40 p.m. is time on the clock. Uh, if you just log on to the show, the phone number is 619-638-8559. Again, that's 619-638-8559 is the phone number. If you need to get us on the website, it's www. AIRPRadioShow.com. We're Twitter folks, so make sure you add Twitter. You can put your comments on Twitter. If you feel good about calling in, like most folks don't call into the show. They just like to sit back and listen and they'll send the emails or comment on the Facebook or, or the page. And the Twitter address is at school KIRP Radio Show or at Simple NCG. Make sure you add, leave a comment, direct message, or whatever you need to do. Also, if you're on Facebook, it's Facebook.com. Backslash K R P Radio Show, and you gotta get us. You gotta get you in the conversation. You can start talking about some of the things going on, and that's on the ground. Uh, if you just tune in the show, you missed a very, very nice and important and educational segment by my girl Charlotte out there, and from stretching your dollar. And Charlotte was giving us information about how to coupon, how to save money for you and your family, how to keep some cash in your pocket. And if one thing that that were really important to me. Uh, the number one thing she said was use cash. Remember that, folks. You gotta use cash because if you got your debit card, you can just swipe your card without thinking about it at all. And Charlotte was some more detail of that. But she also said something very important that uh, studies have shown if you use cash, it's hard to part away with your cash. You don't really want to depart with your cash all the time. You kind of want to. Keep that cash in your pocket. Try to get rid of greenbacks. So, you know, those dead presidents in your pocket, that's how you shop, folks. It will probably curb your spending just a little bit. 
And the, the more important thing she said was the coupon. Take the time, get your Sunday paper, coupon a little, you know, clip, clip, clip. Don't be a, don't be ashamed of coupons, folks. I, I know when I was small, I didn't. Well, when I was we had food stamps. <laughs> we uh, you know, embarrassed in the food stamps for a while. Cause, you know, you didn't you didn't want to. We didn't always have food stamps. We, you know, I think my grandparents made a little, little bit too much money between working and uh, for to get food stamps all the time. But we did have food stamps, and I had to go to the store. I definitely didn't want to spend it. But anyway, don't be ashamed of your coupons, folks. Everybody coupon. That's why they are there to get you to buy products that you love. So use the coupons, man. A quarter off, fifty cents off. That you know, that little bit of cash can add up in the long run. Um. This today we're gonna speech, and um, if you really, if you look at freedom of speech for what it is, there, there's a responsibility that that goes along with freedom of speech, or is there? The guest we're gonna have on the show, John Martin, is gonna talk about his view of freedom of speech, and, and among other things, we're gonna talk about his book, and we're gonna talk about what happened and how he ended up defending Tracy Morgan and. What some say was a, a homophobic joke he made on, uh, I think, not Dick Letterman, Jay Leno. You know, when Tracy Morgan was on Jay Leno, he, he made some comments. I think a lot of people disagree with what Tracy Morgan had to say. And just, this just passed uh, bill of, of the gay rights bill to marry. You know, gay marriage bill just passed in New York City. So there's a lot of people talking about this. And I'm sure John's going to have a lot to say about that here coming up soon in the next hour. Um, before we do that, I just want to take a second and I want to go. We got on. Uh, we have uh, Kevin Daniels from the Frederick Douglass Foundation. He's the president of the North Carolina chapter, of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. And uh, Kevin been on the show a few times. He sits in with, and he's here in the studio now. Kevin, how are you doing today, my brother? I'm good, man. How about you? I'm. Uh, Hello. I'm good, man. I'm. I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah, I hear, I hear you good. Okay, just making sure. I said I'm. I'm just hungry. You know, I got food over here in the studio. I can't wait to get my hands. But um, Kevin, let me. Ask a, a quick, what's going on with you lately, Kevin? How, how you been? Man? Just tell the people what you got going on lately and how you been doing. It's been a while since you've been on the show. Oh uh, man, I got a, I got a lot going on. I mean, I don't, I don't think I have enough time to, to share everything. But you know, um, all of it. You know, just to, just to sum it all up. It's all about improving the conditions of the community, man. I'm, I'm going, I'm going into the black community, man, and just trying to, you know, just just improve the conditions in, in the low income areas, trying to educate and empower, you know, individuals, trying to trying to help people to, to start businesses, get entrepreneurship going, and um, you know, just make mm-hmm. things happen, man, and, and targeting the youth too. I'm really going heavy at the youth, man, trying to get them more involved in um, extra extracurricular activities, man, give them something to do, and get them off these streets. You know, like like Sonny said, man, we got to get the. She said we got to get the CEOs off the street corners and put them in corner offices. So that's what that's what we're trying to do, man. Trying to go hard and do that. I I, I love that. You know, that, that's my walk of life, and that's the walk of life of a lot of people. And what a lot of people are choosing to do is uh, a lot of people are choosing to talk about the community, but they're not doing a lot a lot enough work and action. So. I commend you for what you're doing, and definitely B.I.G. Shout out to Sun Johnson over there, man. Who's doing big is not even a, the, the correct word we use to explain what she's doing. And so Enormous. I just want to give her special love, some special love. <laughs> Shout out to Shawnee. Enormous is nearly close. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's an elephant type movement. Sunny has going on over there. 
Kevin, let me let me ask you, man. And I hate to put you on the spot, bro, but I, you know how I do. It's, it's KRP, man. But what do you think about the latest? Uh, what, do, what do you think about freedom of speech? Hold, Kevin. What do I think about freedom of speech? That's that's what I mean. A lot of people, about. you know, have a lot. Yeah, freedom of speech. Yeah. I think that freedom of speech. I think that freedom of speech is is good in theory, but in reality, I don't think freedom of speech works because any time the government can push the button and censor you, any time they want to. I mean, I don't I don't think that anything is free. Nothing is free. Speech is not free. I know that it's, it's in the Constitution, but that's that's just you know um, a lot of people use it as a political convenience or a political cop out. You know, so I I mean freedom of speech. To me, it's you know I could say something on this phone right now, and the next thing you know, I had a Secret Service or the FBI knocking on my front door asking me some questions. <laughs> There's nothing free in that. Sure. Wow. That that that's a whole different angle than than what I was even looking at. But I mean that that makes sense. I mean if you look at it in in let's say you go to the supermarket and uh, you know how do you view someone if, if they just go off in a in a person rampage and they just to say about you know we just had that gay marriage bill passed in uh, New York City, and uh, you know how would you feel if you went into a supermarket and you heard somebody really going in about that bill that was passed and in a vulgar way? I mean, I would I I don't you know I, I think that 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 anytime you know um, I, I always I always think people should respect people no matter what, no matter what their gender is, no matter what their sexual preference is, you know, and then respect other people. You know what I'm saying? When you're out in the grocery store cussing people out, people be on their phone all loud, yelling and screaming and doing all that other stuff, you know what I'm saying? Just be respectful <laughs> to other people. You know what I mean? It's just all about you at that particular moment. But, you know, I mean, I think people people say what they want to say. I'm I'm not one of those guys that, that got that, you know, that thin skin where if somebody says something out in public, it'll offend me. Just be, they, they they don't have to necessarily be talking to me, but they can be saying something about this, that, and the third, or about, you know, since so you said gay marriage and all that stuff, they can be saying something for or against it. And I won't jump in that conversation, or I won't tell them to quiet down or shut up and all of that other stuff. You say what you want to say. You know, so, I mean, I, I but yeah. I, just still, I just still think that people need to be more respectful and, and conscious of other people that's, that's surrounding them when they do things like that. I heard they sell for man, and I spend a lot of time on mine. But when I when I get to the like if I'm in the supermarket and I get to the counter, you know, I I kind of hang my phone up out of respect for the person that that I'm conducting business with. Um, have you ever had a time when you just wanted to smack somebody in the back of the head when they're on their cell phone, you know, talking all loud and talking about what they did last night and you know this, that, and the third? Yeah, I'll be I'll be thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? I'll be thinking about just knocking the phone out their hand or mushing them or something. <laughs> but you know, those are just thoughts. You know, what I mean, I you know, hopefully I won't put none of that in action. You know how to back in the day you just mush somebody. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'll be thinking about it because it's, you know because it's disres yeah it's, it's disrespectful, man. Make you want to go back to the '80s, tell somebody you fly their head or something like that. <laughs> but you know, nah, but it's. it's you know, just yeah, hey, just, I had never heard that long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, hey man, what's, um, but, yeah, what's man, going on with uh, 
just you know, I just, I just wish people just have a little bit more respect, man. That's 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 all. Yeah. Is, is there anything still going on with the Frederick Douglass Foundation of, of North Carolina? At least any events that's coming up that they tell people about? I know some things you got going on. It's, it's pretty much a secret because it's not full plan yet, but I was just wondering if there was anything that you wanted to get out for or just get the information out for folks that who wanted to join the organization. Well, we, we're looking at um, right now one of the things that we focus on, I, I thought it would give a little teaser, it's, it's all centered around jobs, man. We really... I'm really focusing on the economic empowerment piece, you know, trying to, you know, trying to get, trying to play our part in um, getting people back to work, stimulating the economy. There's a, there's a lot of money out here, but, you know, but it's just that the people are not really, you know, let's talk about the black community, black community unemployment rate. They say it's about 16%, but in reality it's up there in the twenties. In the low income areas, if you travel around the low income areas, there's no jobs there, but there's there's a number of of factors as that as companies look at when they when they go into a community to, to start a business or you know sure. so they look at the quality of schools they look at the poverty rate they look at the crime rate they look at you know because all of those type of factors that those factors end you know is somebody gonna break into my business do these people have enough money to to spend in my company you know are these people gonna you know, if, if if I relocate my company here, can I is this a is is this some place where I can send my children to school? So they look at these type of economic indicators before they put a business there. Mm-hmm. So trying to trying to you know, economic empowerment. That's that's all I'm gonna share a little bit of it, but economic empowerment, man, trying to trying to trying to improve conditions in our community, man, trying to trying to work with state legislators, um, several people that's running for um high office within the state. Um, um, candidate for governor, um, lieutenant governors, uh, council of state, so on and so forth, the people that can really help create an atmosphere of, of job growth and job creation and working with the private sector too. A lot of these financial institutions, you know, there's people out here with, with capital management. Like this guy, Algernon Cash, in the first quarter, he did $22 million business deals, and he's 31 years old. So there's money out here. But it's just the fact that there was a um, – I'll share this example with you. Um, um, in Winston-Salem, there's a certain housing projects out there where there was, there was developers that wanted to put $30 million into this community to help build it up. But they stepped back because they said, you know what, wow. well, if we put $30 million here into this community to help build it up, but then the mindset of the people is not changed, so they're going to tear it up anyway. There's people mm-hmm. out there that got the money, that got the capital to go into the community and do something. But you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of frauds out there, man. As far as leaders in the black community that only care about a political agenda instead of instead of doing stuff that have really helped the people, and that's what we about at SDS, man. KRP Radio, we all doing the same thing, man. Trying to build up the community, helping people. Yeah, that's what it's all about, man. We are the community is this country, man, and and you know all the communities make up this country, and if we don't take care of the community. This is what happens to the country. This is why we're in the situation we're in. It's all civil, man. It's all social. Whether you want to look at it or not, you know, we really got to take care of the people first. And I mean the working class. I don't even I don't even believe in it. I think I was posting this on a, on a Facebook page the other day. I don't even believe in the middle class anymore. The, the middle class has been abolished. Now you only have a working class. You have a threshold. So, you know, if we don't take care of the folks who actually turn the dollar in this country, 
we're going to be left in shambles, Kevin. And I'm definitely a supporter of that. Definitely follow the Frederick Douglass Foundation very closely. A member of the foundation. And from where I, where I sit, man, you guys do tremendous things in in the community, and you know, and at, at the legislation you're dealing with the legislators. So however you tying it together, man, I, I'm I'm watching closely, and I'm taking notes, and I'm definitely trying to do some of the same things. You know, get with some of these legislators and let's really talk about what's going on out here. If they're supposed to represent the people, I feel like they need to represent the people. You know what I mean? Exactly. And if they don't, you know, there's um, a slogan that that we gotta we gotta take from this um from this um from this pastor up there in DC. You know, his his slogan is throw the bombs out. If these politicians are doing what they need to do for the community, we need to throw them bombs out. We need to we need to put them on the unemployment line. Add one more to the unemployment numbers and that's them. We need to vote them out of office and get some new officials in there that'll do what that'll do something. And those officials that we got to put in those offices have to come from within our community. We got people representing us that's not from our community. They don't know what it feels like to be in this, this situation. They don't know what it's what it's like. So they can't they cannot represent us effectively. So we need to pull people from in our community, get them up there in office, and let them do the thing for us. That's what we got to do. Throw the bumps out. That's the 2011 <laughs> slogan I'm running with. Throw the bumps out. Throw the bumps out. Throw the bumps out. That's a chant we need to go sing. sing. Right then, rally, man. We just get a bunch of people and have a rally. Throw the bumps out, rally, so all these people can realize what's going on. Because, hey, man, it's, it's a turn of events. You know, right now, people want to know where the money is going now. It's no more, you know, we're not paying attention anymore. But now, you know, the kids are paying attention. The, the 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 young adults, you know, that's new to the working class, they're paying attention. The the bums even paying attention. I mean, a lot of people are paying attention to what's going on in this country, man, and they really want answers. I really hope that we can do our part, make people hold that fire, and and you know, put the fire to these these politicians and make them answer for what they're doing wrong. I think the Tea Party does a great job of it. Shout out to the Tea Party out there because they do a great job of it, no matter if it's a candidate that they support. What they don't support, one thing that I notice is that they hold the fuel to the fire. They make you answer questions and, and you know, really get out there and talk about why you made this decision, why you voted on that, why you voted on this. Kevin, before you go, i got to go to commercial here in just a couple minutes, but i got to ask you about this going on in North Carolina. I forget the House bill number, um, but how do you feel about the voter ID bill? The voter ID bill that was just passed, and our, our man, I won't even say nothing. It got vetoed. I'll just say that. I think it's it's all it's political. It's it's all political. It's a political maneuver. But you know, I support the voter ID bill because some things that people don't talk about is that is that there's a there's an ID called the matricular card, which is is easy to um it's easy to um to duplicate you know to forge it to fraudulent it to tamper with it and all that other stuff. And us countries don't even accept this form of ID, but we're allowing it to be. City councils in North Carolina are passing this. Um, allowing allowing people to use this type of ID here in North Carolina. During uh, when, when people vote, there's one lady that voted in nine different nine different counties. One person, you know what I'm saying. So if 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 we have to check ID, if I need an ID to drive, if I need an ID to go buy alcohol, to buy cigarettes, to get car insurance, to do so many different things, how come I can't use the ID to vote? I, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I mean, hell, we got to have our do anything in these days. I mean, when you talk about something as serious as, as a vote, 
You know, I, I think all people agree with this, right? But I think the problem is that this bill was introduced by the Republicans. So a lot of people don't want to hear it just because it was introduced by the Republicans. And for what I don't understand, I don't, know, I don't understand how, you know, I don't understand this thing veto because it just makes common sense no matter who introduced it. You know what I mean? And that's the thing that we have to get off these political sides and start, on what's right, start talking about what's right and dealing with what's right. There's nothing wrong with having to present an ID before you vote. I cannot find anything wrong with it. Trust me, I looked, and I was looking for a reason to make a mockery out of it or talk about it or this, that, and the third. I do know it's a political game. I do understand it's a political game. It is. It was chess, and it was a good chess. If I say checkmate, mission accomplished, um, I think it will be overturned even though it was veto. I think it will be a veto over override. You know, I don't know. I don't see anything negative with the bill. All I'm saying is we have to figure out how to, how to get folks out there and get these IDs and make those, you know, understand that they're going to need these IDs. There could be no exceptions about it. Before you go vote, you're going to need your ID. So, you know, right now in North Carolina, that's something that's very important. And, and there's a few other bills that I wanted to go over with you, Kev, but, you know, we're out of time. we got to go to commercial here. You think the shout-outs you want to give, you know how I'll give the platform, brother. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out, man. It's, I, I don't do this enough, man. I give a shout out to my wife, Levanda, man. She she holding it down with the new job, hey. um, you know, doing her thing. Give a shout out to her. Uh, Frederick Douglass Foundation National Organization. Tim Johnson, give a shout out to UP. Give a shout out to Sonny Johnson. FullNegroDialect.com. Y'all need to check that out. FullNegroDialect.com. Um, that's something that 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 we all involved with. Me, P, Sonny. And um and a new and a new addition to the fan do it Don from down there in Georgia. There it is, man. Full Negro dialect dot com. Shout out to Levanda. I'm sorry, let me call her name out here. But anyway, shout out to Kadea's wife, man, holding down, doing what she do. Shout out to everybody out there who's listening to the show. When we come back, we're gonna be with our special guest, John Martin, who's gonna hold us down. He's gonna talk about his new book. And he's also going to talk about some freedom of speech, among other things. When we come back, you're listening to the KRRP Radio Show. Hey, it's, if it's Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. and you got nothing to do, I want you to make some time. Grab your slippers, get your robe on, get some comfortable clothes on, leave your rollers in your hair and get cozy, real cozy, with a drink in your computer. If you've ever been to a coffee shop before, this is a coffee shop you've never seen before right in the comfort of your own home. Late Night Mike, every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. starring your host, Katrina Watkins, poet extraordinaire, and the host act right. My man holds it down. The purely poetic late night Mike poetry show. Hey, if you wanted some good poetry in your life, make sure you log on to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash purely dash poetic.
Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists then vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins also check out the latest in music news music execs and producers scout music talent to find your next big star musicians and voters sign up for sound Chew today that's www.soundchew.com s-o-u-n-d C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. You're listening to WMMG, home of the KIRP radio show, baby. We are now... 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you. If you want more information about KIRP Radio Show, hit us up online. You can visit the website at www.kirpradioshow.com. Again, that's www.kirpradioshow.com. If if you're logging online and you're on some social sites, make sure you hit us up and like our page on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. Add yourself to the page. You can leave a comment. You can talk about the topics, and we'll try our best to get them all and read them off on the show. And if you're also on Twitter, send us a tweet at symbol KIRP Radio Show, and you can hit up the host, and that's me, that's Pudgy, at symbol NC Pudgy. Like I said, we are now over 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you, baby. We started out November 28th. 2010, and now we're taking it through 2011 and beyond. We are the KIRP Radio Show. And if you don't know what that stands for, that's keeping it real with Pudgy, baby. If you want more information about emailing or you want information about advertising or you want to know where we're going to be here and there, hit us up, Radio at gmail.com or WMMG. 500 at gmail.com and someone will get back to you as soon as possible. Like I said, it's all because of you, baby. 100,000 listeners strong and we're going on from here. I appreciate you and one love. Messing up in this winter Is the snow just getting on your last daggone nerves Are you cold and you gotta put on a snuggie in the house? That's not comfortable No, it's not comfortable Are you a grown man wearing your wife's footies? Are they pink? You scared to go check your mailbox with your wife's footies on And as cold as it is inside As it is outside? Well, I'll tell you what you do If you're looking for a friend Contact Riley Heating and Cooling if your ductwork needs a facelift, Riley Heating and Cooling will facelift your ductwork. Are you getting the most for your dollar? If you're not, Riley Heating and Cooling will make sure you get the most for your dollar. Ask about their five-point inspection service. They have trained professionals 
that offers 25 years of experience. To contact Riley Heating and Cooling, call 336-263-5111. Again, that's 336-263-5111. And you'll find a friend at Riley Heating and Cooling. Radio show. It is time for what I what I like to call the main event. We're gonna uh, bring on this special guest here, special guest here, uh, Mr. John Martin. He's gonna talk about whatever in the world, whatever the hell he wants to talk about. Doesn't matter to me. But no, we we got a few things that we're gonna go over. We definitely gonna talk about this book, folks. You have to read this book, man. This 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 guy really spent a lot of time. He really went depth and thought in his book. And I haven't read it all. I've only read the first three chapters, I believe. But he really went in depth about what he was talking about in his book. And uh, I'm going to bring him here in just a quick second, uh, Mr. John Martin. Um, before I bring him on, though, I just got to let you, know, let you guys know the phone number because I just emailed from a listener and said, hey, you're not giving the phone number and the web address. We want to send you an email or blah, 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 blah. So, Six one nine six three eight eight five five nine WMMG Home and ARP Radio Show. You can also hit us up on Twitter at symbol NC Pudgy at symbol KRP Radio Show. Everything we do is KRP Radio Show. If y'all don't know it by now, just Google it or something. You'll you'll find it. <laughs> Again, the phone number six one nine six three eight eight five five nine is the number. If you're on YouTube. Check out my YouTube, man. I just did a speech on Father's Day that I've been getting a lot of flack about when I was saying, you know, fathers got to stop being sissy. You, got, you can't be a punk and be a father, folks. Come on, man. Let's, let's just be for real. How many times have you seen a guy that tell a kid what to do and the kid look at it and go, you know, I hate you or you make me sick. And if that was me, I wouldn't be here today. So I knew better than that. My mom put the fear of God in me. And uh, my grandfather there, too, with those big old smoke sausage fingers. My, my granddad had some big old hands, man. He'll definitely give it to you. Anyway, man, I'm John Martin on the air. John, how you doing, my brother? Pretty good over yourself, Pudgy. Yeah, hey, uh, caught your Father's Day man, speech can... from last weekend. Nice work, man. Thank, thank you, sir. I got mad while I was speaking, and I went off, but you know, it's from the heart. Yeah, it sure was. We men do not get enough credit for our natural role as protector. You know, I think we're protectors of this country too, man, and we we don't get enough. Uh, I don't. They don't get. Ch- we don't get enough chance to defend this country like I like we should. What do you think about that? Well, I think we're just not stepping up, and it's time we do. I, you know, I was pretty I like comfortable that. in my own little life, and uh, 
just kind of had an apathetic attitude about what's going on in this country, and I finally said, no, I can't just sit back anymore and be quiet. I think we all get comfortable, too. That, that's, that's that's a good evaluation of yourself. A lot of folks can be that honest, you know. A lot of people make up every every excuse in the world, and you're a busy man, so you can definitely do that. But, you know, there's a lot of folks out here not doing anything that can that's stand right. up for the well-being of this country, right. in my mind. Um, John, give us a little bit of an introduction of yourself, man. I was going to do it, but who better to tell about you than you? Let us know who you are. Well, for my public persona, I've labeled myself as a political satirist who is just dying to be taken seriously. (laughs) Wow. What about the author, John Martin, the author? Got to let the people know about that because that's what we're here to talk about for the most part. Well, privately, I'm very private, so you won't be hearing much concerning the whereabouts of my penis, I hope. I'm uh, slightly <laughs> anti- I'm slightly antisocial, but somehow I still have faith in humanity, even though we try to impeach presidents over the whereabouts of their junk. I have a squeaky clean, squeaky clean record, not so much as a parking ticket, and I'm terminally single. Terminal single. Terminally ladies, single. Ladies. <laughs> ladies, did you hear that? Just want y'all to know, did you hear that? Click on on six three eight eight five five nine is the number. We're gonna turn it to the dating line, baby. <laughs> oh my god. John, let me let me ask you something. Who who is who is John Martin really? Who was the guy who is terminally single? I mean, what what's something about you that no one knows that you could just give us a little bit of it's just something secretive. It don't have to be serious. It could be a joke or prank uh, or whatever, but just let us know who you are. Uh, well, this is the part where I suck. I hate talking about myself. Um, I'm just a regular guy. Hey. I mean, uh, I delivered pizza while I was working my way through college. I was an operations manager at the Seattle Times. Uh, last time I let someone milk me for urine, I was in the trucking industry. And like I said earlier, I just got tired of seeing what's going on with my country, and you now I can't sit back and do nothing anymore. When when you say, you know, what's something that really sparked your interest to say, hey, you know what, enough's enough, I have to do something. You know, you know, you saw the way the, the shape of the country was forming, so you know, what really woke you up? What shook you? Well, let me put it this way. Um in 2000, I saw a retard elected president. In 2004, the Democrats put up their own C student, and then I got pissed off and wrote a book. Hmm. And the title of that book was? The Cold Civil War, Our Divided House is Falling. Our politicians do nothing Divided but House is Falling. Politicians do nothing but uh, divide us with their political ideology. It's all about their personal principles, and it needs to be about constitutional principles, which require you to put your personal principles aside, and they don't do it. They want to impose their personal opinion upon you. Wow. When you say constitutional principles, I mean... 
Well, well, let me backtrack just a second. You said a retard president in 2000. Who? who what do you mean by that? <laughs> George W. Bush. I mean, God bless him. I miss the guy. He was great for comedy material, but uh, he shouldn't have been president. He just shouldn't have been. I mean, he, he lied to start a war, for crying out loud. And then, <laughs> And then John Kerry loses to him. I mean, what is that? Well, see, I'm a fr- you, know, you know, I feel like part of this... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I walked on you. Go ahead. Well, well, I was I was just going to say, um, to me, that's a big part of this voter ID bill that we have on this side. Did George Bush really win? Well, I, I was listening to that earlier with your uh, prior guest, and... Uh, yeah, I would support something like that. I, th- I think it's ridiculous that uh, that you don't have to show ID to vote. I mean, you could just walk in and, hi, I'm here. Can I vote now? I don't live here, but, uh, gee, I'd sure like to participate. We, we wish you could participate in, in something like that. We need all support we can get on this side. Um, what do you feel about education in America, John? Where have we gone with education? Because it seems that, you know, like you said before, we these presidents that we've elected um, aren't full represent, representative of the people that elected. You know what I mean? Right. You know, um, George Bush had his own agenda, right. clearly so. It seems that Barack Obama has several agendas that most folks don't agree with, so is it an educational thing that's going on? I mean, if you look around at kids, they're not off the par. The schools have money taken away from them, while the dropouts aren't that great already. Well, American education, I mean, it ranks near the bottom in everything. And I, I think the essential problem is it's it's become an uh, it's become a propaganda machine. I mean, when I, let me give you this example. When I was a kid. Our parents taught us that sticks and stones may break our bones, but names can never hurt us. School was for English, math, and science. Now schools teach kids to be offended by everything they hear, screw math and science. You know, and due to the same political correctness, we also teach to the level of the dumbest kid in the room. We need to abandon the self-esteem nonsense and start putting kids back on the short bus to school. How is how do you think education has changed? You know, from now to then, you know, like you said back in the day, you, if it was black, they call it black. If it was brown, it was brown. But now, everything has to be quote unquote fair. So, I mean, yeah. what's been the major change in, in your mind? Well, our our careers have become very specialized, but our education system remains general in nature. Um, have you heard of freedom schools? They were a, I have, a concept yeah. which you have, yeah. They were a concept which grew out of the mm-hmm. civil rights yeah. movement, and and it, they were designed to identify the strengths and interests of disadvantaged black kids and teach them along those lines with careers in mind, and they had remarkable success. Now, right now, we force children to study things in which they have zero interest, and all this serves to do is drag their GPA down and discourage them. If you're not interested, you won't learn. End of story. I, I can't disagree with that. I, I think we need more engineering-type schools and 
you know, more specialty schools. If you know, everybody's not going to college, that's clear. You know, and, and some folks are are just aren't smart enough to go out and work for be the next big CEO. So we're, we're going to have kids that's going to grow up, and they're going to get regular jobs, and they're going to be some trash men. It's going to be, you know, fast food workers and this and this and that. So it seems like, to me, those kids are being served an injustice in, in the educational system, John. Well, they are. I mean, kids need to be advanced based upon ability, and we need to, you know, not age group. This is ridiculous. Um, they should not be held back because, you know, the little football star can't keep up. Somebody needs to step in and tell little Johnny he's slow because his parents certainly don't do it anymore. They believe absolutely nothing should be done to jeopardize his self-esteem. And it's just gotten to the level of ridiculous. Did, did you, what kind of neighborhood did you grow up, John, when you were growing up? What kind of neighborhood did you grow up in? Was it like, you know, I knew the neighborhood, just for example, the neighborhood I grew up in was, you know, everybody took care of everyone's child. I mean, your parents took care of you, but you weren't going to do anything stupid out there because somebody else's parent might get you. And then they're going to take you home and then tell your parents what happened and you're going to get it again. How's that growing oh. up like for you? What's it growing you know? Oh, well, I had a great childhood. Um, my education, you know, the school system was good back then for the time. But we we, we live in different times now. And you're right about, you know, not every kid's going to go to college, which... You know, that kind of bothers me why we're sending our entire manufacturing base to China. We need some of those jobs for people who aren't rocket scientists. <laughs> me. <laughs> I think we have a few of those. There's a lot of non-rocket scientists out there. That's what she, me, I'm one of them. <laughs> so, so far from rocket scientists, I don't know what to do. Trust me. I have my, uh, what they call blonde moments and beige moments and you name so. You know, I, I concur with you on that. Yeah, we've got a, you know, the the beautiful Hello? thing about freedom schools was that they uh, they identified the children's interest and their strengths. And, and that's where you get the kids going. And I know there's some subjects, you know, we have to force them to learn. You know, like mm -hmm. English, they got to know that, math and science. But in order to get them over that hump, you, we need to make it, more entertaining. It's the same approach I took with my book. To get people to pay, atten pay attention, you got to tell a few dick jokes. And it works. <laughs> it will work with education, too. Maybe not, you know, more age-appropriate material, let's put it that way. <laughs> well, this is an adult show. Grown-ups on here, so you can dick joke away. And <laughs> it's just too bad for anybody who get offended by it. Uh, let, well, let me I'm ask you this, though, John. When, when you... When... Well, I, I'm not out to offend anybody. I just uh, I speak my mind, and I try not to step on too many toes, but sometimes you got to stomp. And one of the, and now is one of those times. Those of us who used to do nothing need to step okay. up and get loud. Well, how, how can people step up? That's something I, I've been asked quite a few times, and you know, I have mixed feelings because a lot of people can. Uh, sometimes people get it. A lot of times people don't get it, and when you say step up, they're looking dumbfounded. Like, you know, how can I step up? So, what's a way that 
folks who want to get involved can step up. A lot of people are asking, and they just don't have the answers. John, do you have any anywhere that they can start? Well, our essential problem, as far as politics go, is that we uh, keep cycling back and forth between Democrats and Republicans and expecting a different result. I mean, that's the definition of insanity, not progress. Hmm. And 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 that's where it is. We need to stop supporting these two parties. I'm convinced that uh, they work together behind closed doors to develop their little talking points and points and fabricated wedge issues to divide us. So we view our neighbor as our enemy, and we don't recognize our true enemies, which are the Democrats and Republicans who make us think that way about our neighbor. Mm. For, for I, mean, I just got a I got a, a email comment here for you, John. It says if that's hang on, it says if that's our only option to vote on the Democratic or the Republican side, where else do we go? Well, there are alternative candidates in every primary election. But the system is set up so by the time you get to the general election, all you have left to vote for is D's and R's. I mean, we saw it in the 2008 election. I mean, there were independents and constitutionalists and libertarians and, you know, all kinds of people out there. But by the time we got to the general election, there was, I think in the national campaigns, there was only one independent left. And he wasn't really independent. It was Tom Tancredo, and he used to be a Republican, so... You know, here we are. It's an us against them mentality. Yeah, we see a lot of, of flip flopping too with, with you know folks shifting parties or switching parties, and it's almost you almost wonder you know what do you stand for if someone goes from a Republican ticket to a Democratic ticket and then back once they get elected. And I've seen that happen several times with you know several different uh, elected officials, you know. Well, I I like Chris Christie. I mean, the way he stands he stands up and he says, "Look, this is the way it is, and I don't really care the what you think about it. It's the truth. Deal with it." And and he doesn't back down, but he's still stuck in that we can't compromise our principles. And it's like a freedom is not about your personal principles. Freedom is about being free from other people trying to impose their principles upon you. That's what freedom's about. We don't have freedom in America anymore. It's dead. There isn't a, a single personal choice you can make in your life about which the government has nothing to say. I think they, they impose their way. They, they push their way on a lot of things that they have nothing to do with anymore, and, and that's why we have legislation on things such as marriage. How do you, you know, and this is a little bit off you. I, I definitely wanted to... And I had to go to commercial, but screw the commercial for a minute. Let's just, let's just get into it, John. What, how do you feel about the legislation on the gay marriage that was disapproved? Gay marriage. <laughs> I think gay marriage is one of the dumbest issues in American politics. It is all personal opinion, and uh, and that's it. I mean, both sides of the debate are wrong, and they're wrong for the exact same reason. There are two groups of people who are trying to impose their personal values upon the rest of us. I mean, the the solution to this is a no-brainer, civil unions. But uh, they don't pass that legislation because it's a wedge issue and they use it to divide us. 
like they do with abortion, gun control, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. Is, is there, I mean, once you, if these things have been approved in, in several states now, and, you know, everybody has their opinion about it, but, you know, quite frankly, New York City, okay, <laughs> New York is like California. When, when something is passed in California, or something is passed in New York, uh, slowly but surely, it, it follows the rest of the country, it seems like. It, it becomes a trend of legislation, it seems like to me. Can these type of issues uh, be voted upon and not be so, I don't know, opinionated? Uh, 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 well, if you're going to go about it this way, it's an issue that should definitely be voted upon by the people. It should not be imposed by anybody. But my point, let me try to put it this way. If if I had my way as an arrogant dictator who was completely self-absorbed and thought everyone should live by my standards, I'd outlaw marriage. It's nothing more than a means to legally rob somebody just by saying, I do. Isn't it a good thing we're not imposing my values upon everyone? <laughs> you know what? I don't know because I, I can't say I don't I don't uh, disagree with you on on some cylinders. I mean, I could I could debate that the outlaw marriage. If you, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. Here's why I say that: if you can if you can sit there and you can legislate who should be married and how and where, why couldn't you go there? Why couldn't we vote about outlawing marriage? Why you know why couldn't that be brought to the table? Okay, it's let me try to. Let me try a different approach. If I was an arrogant guy who just wanted to pass legislation that would make everyone shut up, I would make all personal relationships recognized by the state, civil unions, and if you want to get married, go to your church. <laughs> hey, you have a lot of mad people, John. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have a lot of mad people at you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> six one nine six three eight eight five five is the number. Hit us up, man. Leave us your comments. I'm getting quite a few emails here. John, I gotta go to commercial. We'll come right back and we're gonna get into your book here in just a second. You're listening to WMMG, home of the KIRP radio show. We are on the air with John Martin, folks. I hope you are tuning in. Check us out on Facebook. That's Facebook.com backslash KRP radio show or hit us up on Twitter. That's uh, at symbol NC Pudgy. We'll be right back. You're listening to the KRRP Radio Show. If it's Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. and you got nothing to do, I want you to make some time. Grab your slippers, get your robe on, get some comfortable clothes on, leave your rollers in your hair and get cozy, real cozy, with a drink in your computer. If you've ever been to a coffee shop before, this is a coffee shop you've never seen before right in the comfort of your own home. Late Night Mike, every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. starring your host, 
Katrina Watkins, poet extraordinaire, and the host act right. My man holds it down for purely poetic late night mic poetry show. Hey, if you wanted some good poetry in your life, make sure you log on to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash purely dash poetic. your heat messing up in this winter? Is the snow just getting on your last daggone nerves? Are you cold and you gotta put on a snuggie in the house? That's not comfortable. No, it's not comfortable. Are you a grown man wearing your wife's footies? Are they pink? You scared to go check your mailbox with your wife's footies on and as cold as it is inside as it is outside? Well, I'll tell you what you do. If you're looking for a friend, contact Riley Heating and Cooling. If your ductwork needs a facelift, Riley Heating and Cooling will facelift your ductwork. Are you getting the most for your dollar? If you're not, Riley Heating and Cooling will make sure you get the most for your dollar. Ask about their five-point inspection service. They have trained professionals that offers 25 years of experience. To contact Riley Heating and Cooling, call 336-263-5111. Again, that's 336 336- Two six three five one one one, and you'll find a friend at Riley Heating and Cooling. Do you have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of Eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. You're listening to WMMG, home of the KIRP radio show, baby. We are now... 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you. If you want more information about KIRP Radio Show, hit us up online. You can visit the website at www.kirpradioshow.com. Again, that's www.kirpradioshow.com. If if you're logging online and you're on some social sites, make sure you hit us up and like our page on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. Add yourself to the page. You can leave a comment. You can talk about the topics, and we'll try our best to get them all and read them off on the show. And if you're also on Twitter, send us a tweet 
at symbol K-I-R-P radio show. Now you can hit up the host, and that's me, that's Pudgy, at symbol N-C Pudgy. Like I said, we are now over 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you, baby. We started out November 28, 2010, and now we're taking it through 2011 and beyond. We are the K-I-R-P radio show. And if you don't know what that stands for, that's keeping it real with Pudgy, baby. If you want more information about emailing or you want information about advertising or you want to know where we're going to be here and there, hit us up, Radio at gmail.com or WMMG500 at gmail.com, and someone will get back to you as soon as possible. Like I said, it's all because of you, baby. 100,000 listeners strong, and we're going on from here. I appreciate you and one love. KIRP Radio Show, keeping it real with Pudgy. Got my author here, special guest John Martin on the air with us talking about some different topics here and there. Hey, I'm here. About this book here. You, John, you are there. I'm not sure you're there. I hope you're still there because we haven't even got into the book yet, man. This, this is where it gets good. <laughs> uh, cold, the Cold Civil War, John. Where did that topic come from, man? What what inspired you to write that book, really? I mean, when you sat down and said, I'm going to write this book, and here's what I'm going to talk about, what was that day like for you? Well, I started this journey as a loyal Democrat with a conspiracy theory approach in mind. But uh, I found that people view conspiracy theorists as crackpots with crazy haircuts and even crazier <laughs> ideas. And like the UFO crowd, never trust someone in a tinfoil hat or the 9-11 conspiracy theorists. And the idea that George W. Bush could mastermind anything is ludicrous. <laughs> so let, let me get this straight. You don't believe in UFOs? I believe in the possibility, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I think most UFO sightings occur around uh, Air Force bases. <laughs> I think we're okay there. <laughs> Yeah, we know they got some secret weapons out there, man. So definitely that. Oh, uh, why, why'd you why'd you pick this title, John? Well, uh, the subtitle "Our Divided House Is Falling" is, of course, a play on Lincoln's words: uh-huh. uh, "A house divided against itself cannot stand." The, the Cold Civil War seemed like a good nutshell description for the state of American politics. There are deep rifts in our nation. Thankfully, most people are not shooting yet. Um, but we have many cold civil wars going on in America, north against south, black against white, women against men. The one trait that they all share is that they are deliberately manufactured illusions. Politicians hyphenate us into our own little groups, teach us to be offended by everything we hear, then pretend to be interested in national unity. I mean, almost everyone in America has an us-against-them mentality about some group. I put the cold civil war in terms of male and female perspectives to make it entertaining. Mm-hmm. That is politically correct code for I use dick jokes. Man, <laughs> you know what? I, I, I it, it totally slipped my mind. I, I definitely had to speak about this because a lot of people that's listening are, are, are probably from, or a lot of online listeners are probably from that Tracy Morgan uh, thing that went on. 
how in the hell did this come about? How how did you end up just like the rescuer of Tracy Morgan when he wouldn't even speak out for himself? Epic thread, huh? I think it was over 800 comments the last time I checked. Jeez. There were three guys still talking amongst themselves, thinking they were the majority. <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous. I've been looking for an opening for a long time. Yeah, uh, you know, I saw him go after the politically correct, went after uh, Don Imus, but you know, can't defend a white guy in this country. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Shirley Sherrod, I thought that was my opening, and then. She went all stupid on us with this he's a racist, she's a racist thing. She yeah. just fed right into the to the hands of the Democrats and Republicans and you know, they went after Avril Levine uh-huh. but she was just cussing at children, you can't defend that. <laughs> um, and then and then and then Tracy Morgan came along and I'm going, Boom, there it is. A gay yeah. lynch mob going after a black comedian. That's what oh, I needed. Oh, did they go after him too, buddy? Oh, they yes, they did. They went after you too a whole lot, John. Uh, I might add. Oh well, I committed. I I carved out a few days of my calendar just to sit there and bitch slap everyone who came around trying to hang him over what he said. I mean, it was just ridiculous. These people. It was one guy at his comedy show that started this thing on Facebook, and what he had to say was nothing but profanity-laced crap on his on his web page, and they put this on the national news like it's everybody's opinion. And it's not. What was the big thing that Tracy Morgan said? I I, I kind of remember, man, but I, my time is crazy. But what what was the big uproar? What was the big joke that made all the gay the gay community crazy and all the American uh, uh, nuts go insane about it? Well, like I said, it was just one guy in the room that got offended. Apparently, everyone else was laughing. I don't know the con- the context of it. I mean, I thought it was a stupid thing to say. It was something along the lines, if my kid came home with that high-pitched, flaming gay personality saying I'm gay, he said, I'd shoot the nigger. And that, and that's what, that's what everybody got mad about. Ooh. I mean, it was a stupid thing to say, yes, but, you know, to go after him and try to ruin his career, and it's like, come on. I can see apologizing for it was a bad joke. It wasn't even funny, in you know, at least in the context we heard it. But uh, I'm I'm a big defender of free speech, and especially if you're going to a comedy show, you know, if you don't like it, walk out. Don't start a witch hunt on Facebook. Yeah, it's all over. Took sent letters to uh, the producer. I think the Jay Leno show got letters and. I mean, this thing grew big really fast, and it actually made Tracy Morgan apologize for what he said. And, and I thought that was too far when he apologized because, you know, I'm from the era of sneaking VH, VHS tapes and watching Richard Pryor or watching Eddie Murphy in that tight little suit he used to like to wear all the time. And, you know, I, that's my era. Red Fox, you know, the real Red Fox jokes, not the Stanford and Son, but the real Red Fox jokes. I'm from that era, and those guys never apologized. Actually, they were considered brilliant. For their comedy, so it's like things have changed a lot in society now because people don't want to hear even the comedians speak their mind. Yeah, well, we're real afraid of the truth here in America for some reason. I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, guys like Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Lenny Bruce, these guys risked their entire careers, went to jail. I mean, risked it all 
so the rest of us could speak freely. And I was really kind of shocked when Tracy folded so quick. I'm going, what happened to the spine that com- American comedians used to have? Punked out. Punked sure out. It's all about the dollar, man. He, he, he punked out about it. It was all about the dollar. He figured, hey, I'm not going to get paid. I'm going to lose my spot on this show. And and he issued an apology. Exactly. And, and, you know, and when he did that, you know, the people I was arguing with about on his page, um, they, they they take that as Tracy agrees with us, see? And I'm like, no. If 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 you were faced with a choice between your career and apologizing, you'd get on your knees and blow somebody. That's what I told him. I'm sure they didn't like that, John. <laughs> oh, no, hell no. <laughs> but that's what I do. When I run into the politically correct crowd, uh-huh. I intentionally try to offend them even more. <laughs> and I, I urge all Americans to do the same thing, because these people are crybabies who are afraid of words. They're nothing but sniveling cowards, and they scurry quick when you call them out. And we well, really need to start doing it. In your book, um, on in the first, um, maybe the first or the second, third, I, I don't know. G- give us a little bit of uh, a walkthrough of your book, John, if you will, for for the folks who haven't read it or the folks that may want to read it. I'm sure some folks are going to go out there and they're going to look it up. It's not too much you can get outside of actually buying the book. So if you will, just walk us through the book through a couple of chapters, if you will, and, and, and you know, make us want to buy your book, if you will. Well, as I said, I put it in terms of male and female perspectives to make it entertaining. But essentially in the book, I, I pick specific issues that they divide us, all these wedge issues, gay marriage, you know, whatever. And uh, I expose them as the false debate they are. Because I can get, I talk to some of the most liberal and some of the most conservative people you've ever heard. But funny, I can get a, a consensus with these people on all of these subjects because politically we are all on the same page. We want to be free from intrusion by an overbearing government. But they divide us with our personal opinions, and I reveal how they do that, and then I give simple solutions, many of which w- wouldn't cost taxpayers a dime uh, for these problems. And then there's the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. The sequel. What's the title of the sequel? Well, I'm still working on it. Uh, I'm hoping to be done in about a year. Uh, the working title is Ending the Cold Civil War, Calling the Second Constitutional Convention. Mm. And, this is, and the only way we can do that, we need to begin right now by ending our support for these two parties because they're the ones who will never let it happen. Well, you know what? That, that that brings me to something too, and, and a question that I have for you: um, Is there really a fix, though? Well, first of all, what do you think about this? Is there a need to revise anything about the Constitution that we have today, in your mind? I think we need to revise the whole thing, and this is what my second book is about. I go through our founding documents line by line and present it in entertaining terms, so the regular Joe can understand it. Mm-hmm. And demonstrate like the Declaration of Independence, for example. I um, go through that line by line and demonstrate how every complaint our founding fathers lodged in that document is being committed against American citizens today in spades. 
And then I also go through the Constitution, our Bill of Rights. I mean, a Bill of Rights is violated on a routine basis in this country. The Patriot Act alone violates three of them. And, 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 and the what? only solution is to call a second constitutional convention. Who would we invite to the second continent? You know what? Now, this would be funny here. I, I need a parody of this, but I, on a more serious note, who would we invite? How would we go about you know, a, a second constitution? How would we do that? Again, it starts with get, with getting rid of Democrats and Republicans. What, what you technically need is the two-thirds of the state legislatures to call the convention. And after that, nobody can stop it. Congress can't stop it. The president can't stop it. The courts can't stop it. And what, and the people you send to the convention, as far as that goes, anybody but a Democrat and Republican, mm-hmm. or a, you know some other political ideology like socialist. You don't want them. Communists, forget it. Mm-hmm. But the people dedicated to constitutional principles, and the the founding principle that if I had to live with just one thing, I could change. I would institute the inalienable right to self-determination. That would end most of these phony wedge issue debates that we have. That alone. Man, you deserve a standing damn ovation for that one. For real. I wish I could stand up and give you a round of applause that you could hear, but unfortunately... But you're sitting down, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting down. I got a cigar over here and a big cup of tea. (laughs) And it's your right, damn it. That's right. What's the future of America in twenty to thirty years in, in, in John Martin's words? If 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 we don't get this second constitution, twenty to thirty years, America, if something doesn't change. Major. What future? Like I said, we keep cycling back and forth between Democrats and Republicans and expecting a different result. That's the definition of insanity, not progress. I mean we're already on track to be second to China by twenty sixteen. If we stay on this track, the total collapse of America within my lifetime will be the result. And I'm 48, so we're running out of time. I think you're right on with that. What, what about the money, the money um, situation where, you know, you got George Soros over here and, and the president, you know, that's his homeboy, all this other stuff going on. Do you think that America is intentionally trying to destroy the American dollar? I think they're intentionally trying to destroy America. I mean, why else would you send your entire manufacturing base to China? We don't even make underwear here anymore. Where are we going to get the shorts to crap in when China calls in the check? <laughs> I don't know. I'm with you on that. I think that I think that we we've just become the police of the world, and that's it. That's all we have to offer: protection. And, uh, well, here you, here I start getting into conspiracy theory territory, and I don't like going too far down that road. But I do believe that their intent is to start World War III, and it's going to start with Iran and Israel. I'll say this: we're real close to that, John. I I can't Very. say I can't say you're wrong, but I can say for anybody that really follows what's going on, we are very extremely dangerously close. A World War Three on even more cylinders than just Iran and Israel. Um, it's, it's happening on two corners of the earth, or two corners of America. Well, I think that was the whole thing. They they thought they had this in the bag when they invaded Iraq with lies, and that didn't work. 
too many smart people in America, I guess. They're saying, hey, wait a minute. So now they're, you know, Obama, new president? Yeah, hope he changey. How's that working out for you? I hate to quote Sarah Palin, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Sarah Palin and my girl Sonny Johnson, screening of the movie, uh, what's this? Undefeated, movie Undefeated. I've I got to make it out to see that, only because my girl Sonny Johnson is in not because it's Sarah Palin's movie, but, you know, Sarah, uh, Sonny Johnson stands for the same things that we're talking about now, and, and that's the American people standing up for themselves and being individually responsible. And uh, I love Sonny to death, man. And, and she's going to be in Sarah Palin's movie. She will easily be the shining star in that movie. I guarantee that. So <laughs> definitely go I'm out and check that movie out. Yeah, you definitely going to see that, man. And that's going to be a big movie. And, you know, everybody else in the middle of Sarah Palin run for president. Would, would you vote for Sarah Palin as president? No. <laughs> Not in a million years. She doesn't have a chance of becoming president. <laughs> What you say that she's popular though, John? What what makes you say that, man? She's the most popular candidate out there right now, the non-candidate out there. Well, she's pretty. I mean, look at the results of the first poll in uh, Iowa. It was Mitt Romney and Michelle Bachman, the two prettiest people. <laughs> Mitt Romney. He got a big old head on him. Kind of handsome guy, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I think those words in the same sentence is the first time that ever happened, other than his mom. I don't think anybody has ever said that, those words in the same sentence for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, standing next to the competition, he's oh. handsome. Oh, well, there's no competition. I like Ron Paul myself, but he'll never make it through the primary either. Really? Ron Paul, you don't think so? He's got a good chance. He's getting a lot of money right now, I'll tell you that. Well, the Tea Party could surprise me. I'm not really to make, ready to make that prediction. I mean, predicting Obama would win the presidency, that was a that was simple. But uh this time the the Tea Party could throw a wrench into my ability to predict these kinds of things. Uh, Ron could come out of the primary and if he did, he could beat Obama. But mm. uh I don't think he'll make it past the primary. Tim Pawlenty is the guy they want. The Republicans want. He's their guy. Seems like it. Seems like Palenti. I, I don't think Palenti has what it takes personally, but hey, what do I know? Well, nobody nobody wants to beat Obama. They want to leave him right where he's at. He's doing exactly what they want him to. Like I said, these two parties work together to mislead us on everything. Like the vote the other day on on whether to cut off funding for Libya. They knew what the result of that was going to be before they went out on the, on the floor and and voted. That's the way they operate. They divide up the, the votes behind closed doors and then pretend to be surprised when everyone votes. <laughs> and then later they can claim, you know, some kind of feigned opposition to whatever. Same, They did the same thing with Iraq. I mean, they knew they were going to Iraq. They just got enough Democrats to vote against the war that later the Democrats could claim, well, we were the party that opposed the war. It's like, no, you didn't. Well, do do you consider yourself an unaffiliate or 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 any? Anything? Well, I'm still a registered Democrat, but uh, you know, from from my my focus is on the state legislature, sorry, state legislatures and Congress. Mm-hmm. That's where we we need to load those bodies with independent candidates or constitutionalists or even a libertarian, libertarian will do in a pinch. But Republicans and Democrats have got to go. 
it's one two-headed snake, and that's all it is. They divide us with party ideology on everything. They're all about, you know, every election cycle is my family values. I can't, I can't ignore my principles. It's like that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to work with constitutional principles, not yours. Is there anybody out there talking about constitutional principles anymore? Ron Paul and Gary Johnson's another guy. I'd vote for either one of those guys, but uh, Ron Paul was, yeah, yeah. They they're not even they didn't even invite Gary Johnson to the debate, but they invited Michelle Bachman. She hadn't even declared her candidacy yet. She did it at the debate. She's pretty, and you know if that doesn't tell you what's going on with the Republican Party, then I can't help you. <laughs> John Martin, folks, a cold civil war. What's the rest of your topic, John? I'm sorry. What's the rest of the, the name of the book? Our divided house is falling. And our our divided house is falling. You got to get that book. Where can we find the book, John? Let us know where we can find it. Your websites, how we can get in touch with you, and we definitely want to hear about the sequel in less than a year. <laughs> yeah, well, it's available on Amazon.com right now, and uh, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter as the Cold Civil War. One more question, John. I do this. I do this little thing here. With all the guests that I have when I come on the show, and it's it's like word association. I'll throw a name there, and uh, in one in three words or less, I'm sorry, it's five words or less. Uh, you say what you feel about them, or your first thought that comes to mind about them. Are you ready? Oh, this could be where we get the most hate mail. Go ahead. Yeah, you, he's coming after this, buddy. Believe it. <laughs> um, Adolf Hitler. Dickhead. Bruce Lee. Awesome. <laughs> that was that was the that was the twist one right there. I had to take throw a curveball at you, John. <laughs> George Bush Senior. CIA director. End of story. Run DMC. At its Beauty to America. Okay, that's that's pretty good. I had to, I had to test your hip hop, John. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even listen to hip hop. I just love what what everybody's contributed. It's it's what makes America unique. I like that. I love that. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. Hero. John F. Kennedy. Hero that sent us to the moon. And last and not least, you're going to love this one. Barney Frank. Barney Frank. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Sucker and suck his ass. Here it is, folks. John Martin. John, I appreciate you coming on the show, my friend. I will definitely be in contact with you soon, talking about something a little bit different, maybe a book signing in your area somewhere. Um, you got any shout-outs before you go? Any any uh, closing statements? Anything you want to throw out there? The floor is yours, my friend. A uh, quick shout-out to my best friend, Leslie. Without her help, none of this would have been possible. And Again, I'm on Amazon.com, The Cold Civil War, Our Divided House is Falling, and you can find me on Twitter and Facebook as The Cold Civil War. Shout out to John Martin. Shout out to Leslie, baby. B.I.G. in our book, Leslie. Thanks for making that happen for my man, John. John, big shout out to you. 
Thanks for coming on KRP Radio Show. Shout out to all the listeners. The Frederick Douglass Foundation, SoundChew.com. Also got to give a shout out to Purely Poetic Wednesday Night Coffee Show Online. Coffee Shop Online, I apologize. Shout out to my family, wife, all the loved ones. I appreciate you guys for what you do. My whole staff at KRP Radio Show. And all my bloggers, my online, my college students who act like they're me when they're making little comments online. That's for you folks who think it's me all the time. All the people who send the hate mail, shout out to the Aryan Brotherhood. I see I'm still on y'all agenda, man. I appreciate the mail you guys send us. That's a whole lot of love. That that lets me know that I'm doing something right every time the Aryan Brotherhood emails me. KRP, we are out of here another Sunday, doing it again, B-I-G in my book. Thanks for listening, folks. One love. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real. Only gon' recognize, still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time.